48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Bill Robertson. The top stories, former Governor Chris Patton warns of deaths from the mismanagement of the ongoing crisis here. The first people to be charged under the new anti-mask law appear in court and a lawmaker voices concern after the Education Bureau asks for the numbers of pupils wearing masks at school. Hong Kong's last governor, Chris Patton, says it's only a matter of time before someone is killed by police in the ongoing protests. He also said it's absolute madness for the government to ban face masks, saying the chief executive would have to be crazy to make the decision without being pressured into it. Francis Sitt has the story. Speaking on Sky News, Mr Patton said it's a preposterous idea to try to control public order disturbances with armed police. He also added his voice to calls for an independent investigation into the whole protest saga and its causes. I fear for the future unless Carrie Lam actually intervenes and understands the importance of dialogue, understands the importance of uh, talking to people and understands the importance of giving them the opportunity of reviewing through an independent commission of inquiry how we got to this situation. It's before long, unless we're very, very lucky, people are going to get killed, people are going to get shot. The idea that with public order policing, you send police officers out with live bullets with live ammunition is preposterous. The former governor, who was well known for his walks around the city to meet normal working people, says Carrie Lam's hands must be being forced and that she needs to make a genuine effort to talk with the demonstrators. She would have to be crazy to be making these decisions on her own without being pressured into them. The face marks business, absolutely madness, uh, which people will protest against. So the way forward is to engage with the demonstrators, particularly the peaceful demonstrators and I hope the peaceful demonstrators well as I'm sure is happening to some extent make it clear that they don't think that anybody should engage in violence whatever the strength of the arguments that they have. Mr Patton said it has taken a huge amount of mismanagement by Hong Kong authorities and Beijing to get a formerly peaceful and united community out on the streets. A man and a woman who have become the first people to appear in court charged with violating the anti-mask law have been released on bail. They have to abide by a curfew and cannot leave Hong Kong. The 18-year-old man and 38-year-old woman were arrested in Lam Tin for wearing masks just moments after the controversial law came into effect early on Saturday. They've also been charged with illegal assembly. The case has been adjourned to the 18th of November and around 100 people turned up at Eastern Court in support with some wearing masks and dressed in black. Education sector lawmaker Ipkin Yun has voiced concern after the Education Bureau asked secondary schools to inform them how many students wear masks to school tomorrow. The head of the Association of the Heads of Secondary Schools, Teddy Tang, said he thinks the Bureau is just trying to get an accurate idea of the situation and schools don't have to supply students' names. Mr Ipkin Yun says the request is totally unnecessary. Students wear masks. Most of them are out of uh, health reasons. So if that is for health reason, why the EDB is going to collect them? If it is considered to be out of political reason, so is it that government is collecting data of a political nature? And what is it going to do afterward? They stress from time to time that don't bring political factors into school. I think the government should try to avoid such an impression for the people. 
Houston Rockets star James Harden has apologised to China over a controversial tweet by the team's general manager backing the protests here in Hong Kong. He made the apology standing alongside fellow Rockets guard Russell Westbrook at a press event in Tokyo. The Rockets have been fiercely criticised in China after general manager Daryl Morey posted a tweet on Friday featuring the message, Fight for Freedom, Stand with Hong Kong. The tweet was later deleted. An American lawyer says a second U.S. intelligence official has come forward with information concerning President Trump's controversial phone call with his Ukrainian counterpart. Mark Zaid, who also represents the first official, says the new whistleblower has first-hand knowledge and has talked to the Inspector General of the intelligence community. The BBC's Chris Buckler reports. What the American president said to his Ukrainian counterpart is now the subject of not one but two whistleblower complaints. And it's claimed that the latest US intelligence official to come forward has first-hand knowledge of matters linked to the controversial conversation between the leaders. In a phone call in July, Donald Trump asked Volodymyr Zelensky to launch a corruption investigation into his potential rival for the presidency, Joe Biden. And there are growing questions about whether there was an attempt to pressure Ukraine into action by either suspending security assistance or dangling the possibility of a White House visit. That's strongly denied. You're listening to RTHK. The time is just after five minutes past one. North Korea's top negotiator has warned the United States that a terrible incident could happen if nuclear negotiations do not go well. Kim Yong-gil was speaking in Beijing after holding working-level denuclearization talks with his US counterpart in Sweden. The first negotiations in seven months between the two sides broke down on Saturday after just a few hours. The charity Save the Children says every child born in Afghanistan in the last 18 years has only ever known life in a country at war. It says an estimated 20 million children wake up every day in fear of gunshots or bombs, as well as being killed or injured in their streets, schools or homes. BBC's Siobhan Lee reports. October the 7th marks 18 years since the start of the conflicts between coalition forces and the Taliban in Afghanistan. The latest report by Save the Children says that between 2015 and 2018, over 12,500 children were killed or wounded in the violence. It adds that this year alone, 280,000 people have fled their homes, and more than half of them are children. Last year, the charity reached 600,000 Afghan children directly. There's no sign of an end to the anti-government unrest on the streets of Iraq's cities. Violence in the country over the past five days has now claimed more than 100 lives. Earlier, the government issued a series of planned reforms intended to defuse the crisis. Laith Kuba is a special advisor to the Iraqi Prime Minister. He said the proposed reforms aren't enough. The situation is tense. Certainly, it will not immediately calm the protesters. Uh, Mainly the protesters are young people, and I think they want something more radical, but nothing can be done in the short term. Of course, kicking the can down the road is not going to solve it. Astronomers using the Hubble Space Telescope have dated a previously discovered giant flare that ripped through our galaxy. Here's the BBC's Terry Egan. The giant flare was first described in 2013 when scientists pinpointed the culprit as a massive black hole at the centre of the Milky Way. This new research suggests it was an explosion that took place three and a half million years ago and lasted for around 300,000 years. 
a colossal beam of energy punched out into deep space before hitting the Magellanic Stream, a long trail of gas extending from nearby galaxies. It then created two enormous ionization cones that sliced through our galaxy. HSBC is reportedly planning to lay off up to 10,000 staff just weeks after its chief executive stepped down and announced the axing of 4,000 posts because of a weak global outlook. The Financial Times said the latest cuts are mostly in high-paid roles and are part of a fresh cost-cutting drive by new boss Noel Quinn as the banking giant struggles to adjust to falling interest rates, Brexit and the Sino-US trade war. The cost-cutting drive is in line with other banks who are battling global headwinds. To sport now, and Manchester City are eight points behind Liverpool in the English Premier League after losing 2-0 to Wolverhampton. Pep Guardiola says his team just had an off day. When you win a game, you have to think another one. And when you lose, of course, now international break, you have to reflect, you know, go to the national team and come back. So we're in October, so he's tried to come back on our side, recover the people and, and try to try to win games. Adam Traore punished a sloppy performance by the champions with two goals in the final 10 minutes at the Etihad. Here's Wolves boss Nuno Espirito Santo. Something that's improving is improving. Everybody remembers Adam. He's special because he's very fast. He's unique in that. And we have to take advantage. Putting Matt was to try and stabilise the defence and search for a moment of talent. Southampton were crushed 4-1 by Chelsea, which is now up to fifth place in the table. It's the first time they've had back-to-back Premier League wins for manager Frank Lampard. Arsenal won 1-0 at Bournemouth, lifting them to third in the table. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Former Governor Chris Patton warns of deaths from the mismanagement of the ongoing crisis here. The first people to be charged under the new anti-mask law appear in court, and a lawmaker voices concern after the Education Bureau asks for the numbers of pupils wearing masks at school. The news from RTHK. Cheers, Bill. Now, James Ross is kicking off another hour of the greatest hits of music on RTHK Radio 3. It's the greatest hits of music. And yes, we're back. An extended morning brew for a holiday Monday. Uh, we're through till two with some of the greatest hits of the past five decades.
that was the song of the 80s, wasn't it? You spin me right round like a, like a record dead or alive. What was that guy's name? Pete Burns, that was it, Pete Burns.